This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, and I'm happy to be back with you at this time. Me and old Dan, old Dan and I, we we happy to be back with you and plodding along here and uh, just a thinking, just a thinking. Do you ever do that, my friend? I like to go out. I have a pond on the back of my place out here. I have a little old property, little old pond on my property, and I go back there in the cool of the evening. I have a swing and a chair or two out there, and, and you say, oh, you go back there and fishing? No. No, I don't go back there and fishing once in a great while. But I like to go back there when the sun's going down and just uh, meditate and think about what the Lord has done for me and think about where the Lord found me. I was just a poor old uh, country bumpkin out there in the country and uh, had no knowledge of myself, had no knowledge of my sinfulness, and my family were not religious. We didn't go to church, so I wasn't indoctrinated into this false doctrine of accepting Jesus. I didn't know anything about that. But I like to go back there and reminisce on where the Lord found me. Do you ever do that? The Bible says, who maketh thee to differ? I I like that verse. Who makes you to differ, my friend? I know there's much hatred in the world today for folks who don't look like us and don't talk like us and don't think like us. I know that. I know there's uh, so much of that in the world today. But who made you to differ, my friend? You know what? It's only the grace of God. It's only by you you living and breathing on the grace of God day by day. And yet, many are not thankful. Maybe you're not thankful. You ever thank the Lord? You ever thank the Lord for the breath you breathe? I know we uh, eat out a good bit and go to a restaurant, nice restaurant, and eat. And uh, I hardly ever see anybody bow their heads and thank the Lord for the, just for the food that they're eating. You know, the Bible tells us to be thankful in all things. Go there and read the 103rd Psalms if you get a chance before next service. It'll tell you to be thankful in all things. Thank you for all those blessings. And I tell my folks here, I'm just an old country boy, and folks know me for what I am and who I am. And I I give folks advice a lot of times. Sometimes people ask me for advice. Sometimes I give it to them when they don't ask me for it. I try not to do that too much. But I tell folks, I ask folks, when you get up in the morning, and you put your feet on that floor. It doesn't matter if it's concrete or, or carpet or whatever it is. Just sit there for about two or three seconds and say, Thank you, Lord, for waking me up. Thank you, Lord, for waking me up. It'll make you a better person. Thank you, Lord, for a, a, a good roof over my head. Thank you for enough cover to cover me up on cold last night. Or thank you for that air conditioning running out there on the outside. Thank you that I got money to pay, for, pay the electric bill. Thank you, Lord, for supplying the needs. And then we're looking at all this high gas prices today. I was telling someone this morning, I said, I thank the Lord that I'm able to buy a tank of gas. I am. And I, I, I don't, don't agree with all that's going on in our world today. But my friend, I don't have any control over it, and you don't either, but we can be thankful. The Lord tells us, be thankful, give thanks in all things. And he says, pray for those who have the rule over us. I know sometimes that that makes us uh, kind of nauseated, but let's do that. Let's pray for those who have the rule over us, my friend. From the lowest lowest, uh, elected official to the highest one, let's just pray for them. You know what? Prayer changes things, doesn't it? But we're looking at this study now kind of getting off of it today but we were looking in our last study about uh how the lord looked upon those polluted in their blood and he says uh i spread my skirt over thee that's in the 16th chapter of ezekiel it means that god imputed his perfect righteousness to an unrighteous sinner that's what you and i are you may not realize that you're a sinner 
I've had folks tell me, don't call me a sinner, trailblazer. Don't call yourself a sinner. You're not a sinner. You saved. No, I'm a saved sinner. I once was a lost sinner. Now I'm a saved sinner. But listen, let me tell you something else. There's no hope for you to get to heaven on your own righteousness. I wish I could scream that around the world. I wish I could scream that out there to you folks who are think you can just because you belong to the big church or just because you know the pastor, just because you live up close to the preacher or just because you teach Sunday school or just because you lead the choir or just because that you No, my friend. No, you can't get to heaven. You cannot under any circumstance or any situation produce a character or a righteousness that will be accepted by the Lord God of heaven because you have no righteousness and only that which is vile and corrupt can ever proceed from your heart. And did you get that statement? Only that which is vile and corrupt. The Bible says the heart is desperately wicked, deceitfully wicked, uncurably wicked, my friend. Something, a major operation has to be done on your heart and on your life. It has to change. Oh, it has to be a radical thing, my friend. And I, and I know that our religious leaders of today I know what they say. We, I get their literature. I get their magazine. And in there, they have this little blurb in the corner of the magazine somewhere. If you sinner, if you want to be saved, pray, pray this prayer. Jesus, I'm sorry I, say, I sin. Uh, save me for Jesus' sake. Amen. And then he says, now, my friend, you're saved. That's the biggest lie out of hell, my friend. That is. That is. But he says, write me, and I'll send you some helpful information or some literature. And, uh, and, and, and then they, you write them, and they bombard you then for money. Oh, my friend, I know what the human heart is capable of. But listen, the Lord has to give us a new heart, a new nature. God must give you a perfect righteousness, and only on the righteousness of God can you get to heaven. No man will get to heaven on his own. No man will get to heaven because he dips soup on the soup line in Thanksgiving or Christmas. No man, no man, no woman will ever get there because you quilted quilts and sent them to the storehouse. No, sir. No, that's all good and well. That's great. I admire you for it. We ought to help the poor. We ought to help the homeless. We ought to do those things. Listen, oh, my friend, I've heard, I've heard individuals say, if I have to have the righteousness of someone else, I'll just go to hell. Well, I, I just have to be true to you. I'll tell you, that's where you're going. I'll tell you, that's where you're going because there's no hope for you to get to heaven on your own righteousness. How, how, how can we be that uh, dumb, you want to call it? My friend, the Lord only, the Lord only can save a sinner by imputing, 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 giving us. And then someone said it's imputed nonsense. Oh, my friend, listen. Not only does God impute to every sinner whoever gets his saved, gets saved his righteousness, but he says, I entered into a covenant with thee, saith the Lord, and thou becamest mine. Let me ask you this. You say you belong, you say you're a Christian? You say you're a, 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 you, you're a child of God? Did you know you belong to God? Did you know you're his property? Did you know you're the apple of his eye? Does that ever dawn on you that you're his subject? You're his subject? That's right, my friend. Listen, listen. When God brings a sinner to Christ, he imputes that righteousness unto him and counts him just in Christ. Just. 
Romans 3.28, and listen, he adopts him into the family of God and makes him his own child. And then that sinner, saved by grace, delivered by his power, can look into the face of Jehovah and say, Abba, Father, Abba, Father. You know what that word literally means, I understand? Daddy. You know what a baby, when he begins to crawl around and, and it begins to blabber and blutter and sputter a little bit. You know the first words normally that comes out of his mouth? Daddy. 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 That's his daddy. That's that intimacy we have with God. That he's our daddy. He's our father. Oh, my friend, I hear folks pray. And they go into long-winded, Our father who art in heaven, blessed be thy name. You don't have to do that, my friend. You don't have to do that. The Lord looks on your heart. Oh, our Father, would you take, would you take me? Do with me as you see fit. That's what we pray. Take this ministry, the radio mission ministry, Lord. Take it and do with it as you please. Close it up. Expand it. Keep it going. Whatever pleases thee. That's my prayer. Take the old trailblazer today. Take him and, and do with him as you see fit. Don't let him compromise God's word. Don't let him smooth over the gospel. Don't let him smooth over uh, error and, and and preach error. Don't let him do that. Can you? Can, do you ever pray for the old trailblazer? My friend, we're living in a perilous times. We're living in perilous times, the apostle Paul called him, and he didn't mean the stock market. He said, and men shall be lovers of their own selves. Aren't we there now? Aren't we there now, my friend? Isn't this a, isn't this a dog-eat-dog world that we live in? Is there any compassion in, in the world today? Men are fighting and killing each other over nothing to speak of. And, and the Apostle Paul said, in those days, in the last days, perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own self more than they love God. That's where we are today, my friend. That's where we are. That's why the world is upside down, because men love themselves more than they love the Lord. And you know what man wants? His own way. I tell my folks here, folks that are not saved, I tell them, you know why you're not saved, my dear? Because you want your own way. You, you, you're so stubborn, you want your own way. And you say, how, 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 can I, how can I help that, Pastor? Ask the Lord to break that stubborn will. The Lord told someone, he said, ye willed not to come to me. W-I-L-L-E-D. Everywhere in God's word we find, come unto me. Uh, look up. Look unto me. Go ye. This, uh, every, every, every invitation, he gives those to us. And you said, no, I won't come. I won't come. He said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how oft would I have gathered thee together like a hen doth gather her chicks, and ye would not. And I, I often say that to First Baptist Church of Algiers. Ye would not. You folks out there who who not saved, you would not. You, you could come to Christ. I tell you this morning, you can come to Christ, but you won't. Now, don't tell me you can't come. You, you, I'd, I'd come or bust a gut. I would, my friend. What, what, is, what have you got to lose in coming to Christ? Nothing but your soul if you don't come. Oh, my friend, the old trailblazers, not, not very smart, but I know one thing. Christ loves sinners. That's what he said here. We just saw that. I spread my skirt over thee and imputed my righteousness unto thee. And I tell you today, 
old trailblazer is weary and uh, oftentimes grow despondent because folks don't want to be saved. You know, I don't see many folks want to be saved. I had a man call me last week from Arizona, and we were talking about the religious conditions in the world. And I asked him, I said, you see anyone out there and your folks want to be saved? He said, no, don't see anybody. Don't see anyone wanting to be saved. And I said, well, same here. Same in radio land. Same in our Internet world. All folks want to have their own way. Folks want to eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. My friend, you think about, I asked you yesterday, I believe it was, or the day before, do you ever think about your soul? It's going to live on. It's an ever-living, never-dying soul that's going to spend eternity, that vast eternity that we can't describe. It's going to spend it somewhere. But the old trailblazer's running out of time. Let me ask you, would you help me with the broadcast just a little? We hardly ever do that. Dig up that old coffee can in the backyard out there under the fig tree and send me $100. If you don't, the termite's liable to get to it. Remember my address, the old trailblazer, post office box 1810 Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my phone number here, air code 225-664-8658. And uh, go there to our website, Radio Mission. We have a, a site there to give you a lot of information. And then write me. Let me hear from you. Would you do that or call me? Old Trailblazer gets uh, lonesome sometime to hear from some of you folks. Goodbye and God bless you. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the Old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.